I'm going to find a way to make this go more like how I'm hoping it'll go. I'm going to find a way to make this feel different. Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. What does it mean to have a good home birth? What does it look like and how does it feel? Hey there, happy home birthers, and welcome to episode 211 of the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and before we go any further, I just want to say happy four years, Happy Home Birth Podcast. I cannot believe it has been four years since the first episode released, almost to the day. It was just one day ago on January 1st of 20, what, 19, when we got started, and it has really flown by. So for those of you who have been here from the very beginning, thank you so much. And to all of you who have joined along the way, it's been such an honor, and I'm so excited for many more years to come. Now today, we are going to be speaking with Courtney Pava. I am so honored to be interviewing Courtney, who was the very first of my students in the Home Birth Collective to have her baby. Since then, we've had many more, including one just yesterday, to ring in the new year. I am overjoyed to be able to make such deep connections and watch the members of these cohorts form such lasting relationships. So let's go ahead and jump into this beautiful conversation. Please remember that the opinions of my guests may not necessarily reflect my own and vice versa. And this show is not medical advice. It's an educational tool. So continue to take empowered responsibility for your health and your family. My dear, dear Courtney, (laughs) it is such a thrill and an honor to have you on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm seriously, I'm so excited. So Courtney is the first of the Home Birth Collective moms to give birth to her baby and then to be able to come on to the podcast and talk about it. And oh gosh, it's just such a deep connection is formed. I can't even begin to express it. Such a deep connection is formed. Mm-hmm. In this group. So being able to have you here, just it truly just means the world to me. Um, would you mind taking just a moment to introduce yourself to the listeners, Courtney? Sure. Um, so my name is Courtney. I live in um, Kitchener, Ontario, Canada. And um, I have been married to my husband, Louis, for five years now. And we have two kids, um, a three-year-old boy and um, the baby who is now six, almost six weeks. <laughs> yeah. Time flies. <laughs> it does. Yeah. I can't believe it. Oh, yeah. I'd love for us to start uh, with your previous birth then, you know, what was it like becoming pregnant for the first time and, and just what kind of decisions did you decide to make with that birth? Yeah. So, um, so when we decided that we wanted to start trying, um, we were really fortunate. Uh, we got pregnant easily. Um, and so it was funny because Lewis didn't even believe me. Like I took a test and I, and I gave it to him and I'm like, look, like 
I'm pregnant. And he's like, no, he's like, no, 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 that can't be right. I'm like, yes, it's positive. Like, look at it. He's like, no, it's supposed to take longer. I'm like, sorry, <laughs> but it's positive. So yeah, so it was, it was a good pregnancy. It I had a little bit of nausea, not too much, um, just some, some cravings and that sort of thing. Um, but really, uh, it was, it was pretty easy. So, um, at that time I kind of, I don't know, I kind of knew that I didn't necessarily want to go the traditional hospital route. So I, I had a friend that had already had two home births and hers just sounded so amazing. They, the first one she had was five hours from first contraction to, you know, baby born. And the next one was like so quick that the midwives didn't even arrive. (laughs) So I was like, wow, like that sounds, you know, not, not saying that I'll have such short ones, but that sounds pretty good. And she, you know, she had told me about it. It just sounded like so peaceful and nice. And I'm like, Hmm, okay. So, um, I started to think about that a little bit. And the other thing that kind of motivated me was I am a nurse. I work at a hospital and, um, for some reason for me, the idea of being considered a patient was just terrifying. (laughs) I, I don't know. I guess I just, I think maybe people think when they're not in the healthcare system, they think that things just like work at a hospital or that they just run like clockwork. And for me, because I work there, I know that that's not necessarily the case. I know there's a ton of room for human error. Um, and I just didn't want to put myself in that environment, I guess. Um, it's, it's just something that I have and feel. So, um, yeah, I just kind of was like, well, you know, birth is not an illness. Maybe I don't need to go to the hospital for this. So, um, yeah, I started to think about that and I decided to do a program. It was a, like a program about natural physiological childbirth. So it was basically just from the standpoint of what you can do physically to help yourself have a natural unmedicated birth. Um, not necessarily tailored to home birth, but just like hospital, home birth, whatever. And so, um, yeah, I did, I did the program. I did every kind of thing that was prescribed, like drinking the red raspberry leaf tea, using the evening primrose oil. Um, there was like this protocol to be GBS negative. Like there was this whole, all of these things. So I did all the things I read the the anime book, you know, I just was like, okay, here we go. Like, we're going to do this. So, um, oh, actually I had planned to give birth at my midwife's birth center. So it was right across from the hospital and I was like, oh, that's a nice compromise or whatever. That's what it was. Um, so, so yeah, plan to do that. So it was a good pregnancy. Um, I worked right up to 39 weeks, I think. 
and I, I was feeling good. Everything was, um, you know, pretty much textbook. Um, so I woke up on the day before my due date, kind of around 5 a.m., and um, I was having contractions, which were really regular. They were, you know, five minutes apart, and so you know, me being first time mom, I'm like, Oh, yes, this is happening. You know, it's going to be soon. So I sent my husband to the grocery store. I'm like, you need to go get snacks. And, you know, just all the last last minute kind of preparation. And so I was like, okay, this is going to happen soon. Like I just had all of this confidence that it was going to be like, a short, easy labor. I'm like, I did everything. Like I'm totally prepared. You know, my mindset is like, I'm going to relax through the contractions and I'm going to try these different techniques and this is going to be great. So he went, he got the snacks, he came back. Meanwhile, also I should mention my house is like full of my in-laws who are staying with us. Um, <laughs> so it's a small house. So they were, you know, downstairs and I was upstairs and we were kind of like, okay, let's get out of the house. Let's go for a walk. So we went for a walk. We took our dog out. Um, we just, I don't know, we stopped at a cafe for lunch. We kind of just, I, I was like, yes, let's, let's make this, let's get this going, you know? So the day was kind of wearing on and I was, you know, getting a little more tired and I was like, huh, you know, this is like the contractions are still really regular. Now they're either two or three minutes apart and they're lasting a minute. So, you know, we should talk to the midwife. So called her and she's like, yeah, I don't know. You don't really sound like, you know, you're in active labor yet. And I was like, what? come on, like, you got to be kidding me. I've been having these contractions all day long. So anyways, kept the day kept going by and it just felt like it was taking forever. And so finally they said, okay, why don't you come over to the birth center? We'll check you. So I'm like, okay, great. So we go there. She does a cervical check and she's like, yeah, so you're like one and a half, maybe two centimeters. And I just could not believe it. I I was like, just very shocked. <laughs> I had expected to be further along. And so that was super disappointing. She's like, okay, well, let's do a stretch and sweep and um, you can be on your way home. Okay. So she did the stretch and sweep. We drove home. The contractions were definitely more intense on the car going home. But at that point, it was like eight o'clock at night. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm doing this all night. So kind of that realization sunk in. And I was like, all right, so we're going to do this. So I just pretty much stayed up all night and stayed in my husband or um, in my son's room mostly. And just kind of swaying back and forth and trying to be somewhat comfortable because when I would try to sit down or lay down, that would just really intensify the contractions. And so I just instinctively, I was like, I just don't want to do that. So um, I'll just, I'll just stand, I guess. So I did that and um, it just, it was, 
it, it was fine. I think I, I got in and out of the shower a few times. The water was really helpful. I would say about 5.30 in the morning, I'm like, okay, let's talk to the midwife again. Like, I'm tired. This is, this is, um, this has gone on for a long time. It'd be, it was about 24 hours at that point. And so, um, we called and they're like, okay, well, your midwife is off call. Your backup midwife is, um, just finished attending a birth. So she's going home to rest. So, um, you're going to be having this other midwife. And I was like, okay, well, I've never met her, but okay, (laughs) send her over. So she arrived and um, she checked me and she said, okay, you're about five centimeters. And so I'm like, I can't believe this only five centimeters. I, you know, again, just being that first time mom, you just kind of expect, you're like, oh, I've been doing this for so long. I must be further along. Um, So she's like, okay, well, why don't we go ahead and break your waters? And that might kind of speed things along for you. And we'll have a baby by 9am. I'm like, okay. (laughs) All right, let's do it. You know? Um, So she went ahead and did that. And it did definitely intensify the contractions. It started to feel like, oh, okay. So like, this is what, you know, real strong contractions feel like. And so again, I just kind of kept up the same formula. I was just trying to cope and, and started to kind of vocalize a little bit. And then she was like, no, no, just, you know, like, don't do that. Like, just be like, I think she just wanted me to kind of zone in and like take them. And so I was like, oh, okay. So I don't now at the now I'm kind of like, well, why would she say that? Like, I shouldn't do that. Like, that seems kind of odd to me now. But um, so I was like, okay. so I just, you know, close my eyes and very try to just be somewhere else. (laughs) I was like, okay, this is intense. I'm going to just I'm going to just imagine myself, you know, on a beach or something. And oh yeah, I, f- I forgot to mention she had said, okay, let's go to the birth center. And I was like, no, I'm not getting in the car. Like, let's just stay home. So that's how I, how I ended up um, at home for this birth. So yeah, I just, okay, all right, I'll be quiet. I'll just kind of, you know, try to relax as much as I can. And so things kept going. And again, I was kind of in and out of the shower just to help a little bit with the pain. And then eventually, um, she's like, okay, I'll check you again. We'll see where things are at. So she checked me. She's like, okay, um, you're at nine centimeters. And by the way, nine o'clock had come and gone. It was, (laughs) it was like noon, probably by this, by this time. So she checked me again. Okay. You're nine centimeters. Now there's a bit of a cervical lip. So, um, do you want me to push it back? And I was like, well, I don't know. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know anything about this. So she's like, okay, well, if you start to feel pushy, you know, let me know when a contraction is coming and then 
I, you push and I'll push the lip back. So I'm like, okay. So I'm kind of waiting and waiting and just getting tired and just, oh, I'm like, oh, I'm so exhausted. I just want this to be over. So I kind of lied. <laughs> I was like, yes, I feel it. I'm ready to, I feel pushy. I'm ready to push. She's like, do you? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, okay. So then she tried and I was like, ow, ow, ow. She's like, yeah, you're, you're, you don't feel it. You're not feeling it. And I'm like, okay. So we wait a bit longer and, um, I'm like, yes, okay. I'm, I'm ready now. And she's like, okay. She's like, so push. And I'm like, okay. So I'm pushing and she's like, okay, that feels better. Right? Like that feels better. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) it didn't at all. So then she, you know, she did her thing. She's like, okay, you're, you're 10 centimeters. I'm like, wow. Okay. That was painful. (laughs) So, um, she's like, yeah, all right. You're ready to start pushing. And so I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm ready to start pushing, but I don't feel like pushing. But okay, I'm going to do it anyway. And so I was trying to remember, okay, upright is good. Gravity helps baby come down. Um, It's easier. So I'm going to try to push like squatting or something. So I think I tried that and they were like, no, 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 you're going to be way too tired. Like there is no way that that's going to happen. They're like, just get on the bed. I'm like, okay. (laughs) So I get on the bed and they, I mean, in some ways they were kind of right. Like I was totally exhausted from basically standing for the last like I don't know 30 hours and so I was just like yeah okay so I laid on the bed and and I started pushing and yeah I never at any point felt the urge to push at all I just never had those that reflex those contractions I just yeah I didn't feel it but I desperately wanted Mm-hmm. this baby out. Mm-hmm. So I just went for it. They kind of coached me. They're like, yeah, yeah, push, 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 push. And, and, um, it just, it took two and a half hours. And when he did finally come out, um, it became obvious that it was difficult because his hand was like up beside his head. So that was just making it a bit more challenging. But um, also we know that pushing on your back is not necessarily conducive to getting a baby out quickly. Um, So anyways, but yeah, so he came out and I had really wanted to feel that like euphoric feeling that just like, Oh, you know, they put your, your baby on your chest and like the heavens open up and you're just in awe and wonder and excitement. And I just really wanted to feel that, but I didn't feel it. I just felt relieved. That was my only emotion. I'm like, Oh my goodness. Thank gosh that that is over. I just, I couldn't have kept going much longer. And so, yeah, that was that. I mean, it, in, in a lot of ways, like it was still really good. I mean, I had him at home. Um, he came out safely. Like I didn't have any tearing, which was amazing. Um, but yeah, I just was like, okay, I don't know, I guess 
that just wasn't what I expected. It just, it took forever, which a, like, I just really, for some reason, wasn't expecting. And it was so hard. It was just this test of my endurance, but it didn't feel, it didn't feel empowering, I guess. It just felt like I was along for the ride. And yeah, so, so that was, that was his birth. And um, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I, I think what's, I don't know, the, the parts that stick out to me are, are these instructive, you know, decisions or, you know, encouragements, I guess. I don't like that word for it by your <laughs> midwife that you didn't know, <laughs> never met before. Yeah. Um, like yeah. the idea of like, okay, I'm, let's break your water. It's a good idea to break your water. Okay. Water mm -hmm. is broken. Now that intensifies everything. And then you start naturally coming up with coping techniques like vocalizing. And then it's like, oh no, 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 don't do that. Like, no, you know, like just all of these, like, I'm going to do this, but oh, you can't do that. Like, you know, just, it's so ugh. like, it's, it's just, it feels frustrating at every mm -hmm. step hearing how it's like, there's like almost this thwarting that, that was happening. Yeah. 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 No, it, it did. It did feel like that. Or, I mean, I don't know if I could have told you that that is what I felt, but right. looking back in hindsight, yes, it was frustrating. And it felt like, because for example, I mean, if she hadn't broken my waters, like maybe he would have been able to move his hand out of the way. Right. Like he might've had that little bit extra space and then I wouldn't have had to push him out with his hand there or, I don't know. Yeah. There's just questions in my mind mm -hmm. about if things could have gone a little bit differently. I mean, the other question that's in my mind is also whether having like a house full of people kind of also slowed things down a bit um, just because it didn't feel like the private space that I had sort of wanted and been hoping for. Um, so there was that aspect as well. Now, the interesting thing was my second midwife who showed up, um, you know, as the baby was ready to be born, um, she told me afterwards, she's like, honestly, it's good that it's good that this midwife was here because I feel like another midwife might have wanted you to transfer, wanted you to go to the hospital. And I was like, really? Like that was surprising to me because I didn't feel like anything was going wrong necessarily. I mean, it was taking a long time, but I'm like, but why is that an issue? Like why, you know, what's the big deal? And she's like, yeah, like you could have ended up having a C-section. And I'm like, seriously, <laughs> why? Like for what reason? So I was still super thankful that I was able to have him at home, that nobody was like, Hey, maybe we should transfer and you need an epidural to relax or something along those lines. Um, yeah. So, so you also, okay. So that was, that was birth number one. And then when you found out that you were pregnant with number two, how did you feel? How did you want to go about it this time? Yeah. So, um, I was really excited to be pregnant again. Uh, we had had a miscarriage in between. And so um, 
So that was, that was hard. And I was just really thrilled. I was really excited. Okay, here's our, our rainbow baby and hopefully all goes well. So, um, I kind of, I knew that I wanted to do another home birth because again, I just felt really strongly. I'm like, okay, I'm sure I would have had interventions if we had been at the hospital. I'm sure I would have. So let's do this again. Let's do another home birth. And this time, um, I'm going to find a way to make this go more like how I'm hoping it'll go. I'm going to find a way to make this feel different. And so um, I was, now I'm trying to remember exactly at what point it was. I think, so the pregnancy was going well. I really wasn't nauseated. Like I was tired, but otherwise, you know, felt really good. Um, and then I went for my 20 week scan. And so then when I met with my midwife afterwards, she said, okay, everything looks good. The only thing is there might be this, um, this cord anomaly. It's called velamentous insertion. So, um, basically what that is, it's when the, um, the umbilical cord, rather than inserting right into the placenta, it, um, it inserts into the amniotic sac and then the va- the vessels kind of run along the sac and into the placenta. So, um, she's like, okay, it says it might be, it could be that your, your umbilical cord is just way off to the side, or it could be that you have this velamentous thing. And I'm like, okay, so what is, what, is that a big deal? Like, can I still have a home birth? And she was really casual about it. She's like, oh yeah, like I've seen this before 10 years ago. We didn't even, ultrasounds couldn't even pick this up. So we had no idea when people had it, like it's totally fine. Um, you know, it's never caused any issues from like that I've experienced. And I'm like, okay, great. Um, so I, I had talked to my family about it and I know that my, my mom in particular was really concerned. She was like, well, it says there's an increased risk for bleeding. Like, I don't know, maybe you should go to the hospital. But I was just like, no, I'm determined. Like, I don't, I don't want to go to the hospital. So I was on Facebook and the program that I had completed with my previous pregnancy had like this private Facebook group. But of course there's still thousands of people in it because thousands of people have taken the program. But um, I kind of was doing a search in there um, for information about if other people had had this and that sort of thing. And on one of the threads, I happened to see someone was talking about their favorite podcasts just randomly. And one somebody mentioned like, oh, happy home birth. This is my favorite birth podcast. Like you guys should all listen to it, whatever. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm going to check this out. So um, that was how I found your podcast. And then as I was listening to the newer episodes, you had kind of started promoting the Home Birth Collective. And I was like, oh, wow, like this sounds pretty cool. And so, um, yeah, messaged you and then we had our our phone conversation and I was just like, okay, yes, 
<laughs> I need this. I need this for this birth because this is really important to me. I, I don't honestly even know why. Like, I mean, I guess it should be obvious we're women and birth is this, this huge thing. Um, but I don't think people always realize what a big deal it is, but I just had that kind of feeling in the pit of my stomach. I'm like, no, like I, I need to do everything that I can to make this birth be what I want and need it to be. Um, yeah. So after we had the conversation, I just, knew it really wanted to sign up and talk to my husband about it and was like okay we're gonna do this so um yeah that was that was awesome um and I just honestly like the wealth of knowledge that you had was just so amazing it was so comforting to me to be able to like talk through these things like okay have you seen this this um umbilical cord situation happened before like you know then realizing okay maybe it's more common than what's actually recorded in like all the statistics and um just feeling that much more confident um connecting with the other moms like all of it just having that set aside time every week was just so good and talking about all the aspects that this other program never touched on like like the mental I mean it kind of talked about like okay you need mental endurance but uh, didn't really get into it the way that we did in in the in the collective and also just the spiritual aspect of it which became a huge part in this labor so I was just yeah, so grateful to talk through all of those aspects that I felt like were really missing in the the program that I had completed previously. So, um, so yeah, kind of did that with you for 12 weeks. And it was funny because so my due date was the last coaching call day. And I, I had had my son on his due date. And then I started having contractions on my due date again. Um, so my babies like to come basically right at 40 weeks, <laughs> uh, which is great. <laughs> so um, we were doing the call and I was having contractions, <laughs> but I really didn't want to miss it because it was the last day. And um, they, they honestly weren't that. Well, I should mention too that like, obviously they weren't that bad because that morning I had like, gotten up and I was like, I'm going to mow the lawn. And I mowed the lawn. And then I was like, that tree needs to be pruned. And so I like totally hacked it down to like half its size. And then I'm like, we're doing this. We're going out for brunch and then we're going to do this coaching call. And so I was just doing all these things and, um, contractions were, happening, you know, basically the whole time, but they were not as regular. So I was like, okay, you know, this is really early still. And, um, they were also lasting a super long time. So I would have what felt like a mild contraction, but like, it would be like a five minute long one. And so I'm like, Oh, okay. Again with, you know, I was just I hoped that it would be shorter this time, but in a way I was also kind of prepared that I'm like, okay, this could take a really long time again. So, um, yeah, we, 
um, the day went on and my parents came and picked up our son. Um, I was kind of back and forth on whether or not to keep him home, but I just felt like, you know what, I don't know how this is going to go. And I want, you know, my husband to be able to focus on me and not necessarily on, on looking after him. So they came and picked him up. He was going to have a sleepover. And, um, and then, so we kind of were sort of timing things. I think honestly, my husband was more into it than I was. <laughs> um, so he was like timing my contractions and around like, 10 or 11 o'clock he was like I think it was around 10 o'clock he he's like okay I'm gonna call Carol I'm gonna call her midwife and I'm like I don't know like I just I'm doing fine like I don't think you should call her yet and he's like well okay and he was kind of getting like a little antsy and so kind of another hour went by and he was like okay, like they're really four one one, you know, four minutes apart, one minute in length, whatever, like the the algorithm where you're supposed to call them. <laughs> so he had determined that the algorithm criteria had been met. Um, he's an accountant. So he's like, I want to call her. I'm going to call her. And I'm like, okay, do you boo boo that's fine so we called her she came and he filled up the pool like I should as a side note if you're gonna have a pool really make sure that the hose hooks up to your faucet just do it just do it ahead of time <laughs> I had planned to do it and we never did it and it didn't work so he was like filling it up bucket by bucket and like pot by pot <laughs> so that was like but he was fine it kept him it kept him happy so he was doing that and um he had you know finally finished filling it and then carol arrived and she checked me and she's like first of all it really hurt that check i don't know why but it just hurt so badly and she's like yep yeah, all right. So you're like one and a half, two centimeters. I'm like, ah, again, <laughs> I'm like, you would think that I would have learned like by last time, like, but I guess I just forgot like how intense the contractions get. And so I was like, okay, I was very disappointed again. <laughs> so she's like, okay, well, you know, try to get some rest. She's like, you can get in the pool if you want but it might slow things down. And I was like, Ugh. and then as she was kind of getting ready to leave, um, I felt my water break and it, which was interesting because it never broke the, the first time. So I was not expecting that. And I'm like, Oh, okay. That was interesting. And she's like, Oh, well, everything looks good. Like the fluid's clear. Um, so that's great. Um, so yeah, try to get some rest and, you know, call me when things get more intense. And I'm like, okay. So I got in the pool just cause he had done all that work to fill it up and the water was hot and I'm, I just pouted. I was like, I can't believe it. Like I thought it was going to be faster this time. Cause it had been, probably been like, I don't know, 12 hours by that point or something. So I got, so I got, I got out and we were like, okay, so, but I think because my water broke, then the contractions really did start to pick up a lot more. Um, so Lewis was like, okay, I'm going to 
go to bed. I'm going to get a little bit of sleep in case this takes, you know, the rest of the night or whatever. And I'm like, okay. And I, I also thought, okay, I should also probably lay down too. So, um, I did lay down in bed. Um, but that of course makes the contractions a lot more intense. So I, I tried to lay there. I think I probably laid there for about 45 minutes or so, but, um, and I just sort of relaxed as best as I could through them. But after a bit, I'm like, nope, can't do it anymore. And so I just kind of hopped up and, um, just sort of started walking around the house. Um, it was probably like, I don't know, maybe two or so by that point. And things were definitely now getting a lot more intense. And, um, I think, yeah, I think it was probably around two 30 or something. All of a sudden I just like threw up and I just had to run to the toilet and throw up. And, um, I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> remembering back to our, our coaching calls. I'm like, okay, you know, here we go. Maybe this is transition. Like this is good. So threw up, felt happy. Um, and then and I was remembering too. So this is kind of where like, I really feel like the mental and spiritual part of it really came into it because, um, I was knowing kind of what was going on at this point. Um, I remembered something that you had said to us in one of our calls that I really like just stuck in my brain. And that was, um, you said about, you know, about the contractions, you said, let the intensity be there. Like, just let it be there you know, and kind of just don't fight it and just allow yourself to be in your body, to feel that really intense and painful sensation and just kind of take it. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to let it be there. I just let the intensity be there. And so I kind of was just at this point, you know, the house was really dark. Like I had done the whole thing with twinkle lights, candles, like I put a little fire on the TV, but we had turned all of that off when we went to bed. So the house was just like totally dark. And that was actually probably good in hindsight. Like I think the the darkness, kind of the small coziness of the house just let things pr progress um, as they needed to. But yeah, so I just sort of was pacing around and having these really intense contractions and because they were starting to get super intense I started to then I was screaming a little I think <laughs> and it was like 5 5 30 at this point and then that woke up Lewis he heard me downstairs and he was like whoa okay <laughs> I think maybe now it's time to call the midwife so he came down he's like I'm gonna call Carol okay and I'm like uh oh, I don't know like I don't want her to come back and then like she has to leave again like that would make me feel so stupid and he's like no no I I really think this time we need to call her so I'm like okay call her then and so called her she came over she's like wow thanks guys like I got a whole night of sleep because it was like yeah six o'clock by that point she's like this is Carol <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> I'm like well I'm glad you're feeling rested so um <laughs> she's like thanks you guys and um anyway so she she checks me and I had kind of been like 
thinking that I didn't want cervical checks, but it was one of those scenarios where you're like, Oh, I just want to know what's going on, you know? Um, so she checked me again and she's like, wow, you're eight centimeters. She's like, this is, this is awesome. Like you're amazing. Um, you're like right there. I'm like, okay, good. She's like, no wonder you're feeling so yucky. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) So, um, we heated up the pool again. Lewis did his, his thing and heated up the water. And so I got in and, um, I think I was in there, um, for about an hour. And then I was starting to feel that sensation of needing to push. And she's like, you feeling pushy? I'm like, yeah, I think so. (laughs) And I was like, yay, this is new. You know, like I haven't felt this before. Um, but yeah, she, she had me get out. She checked me. She's like, yeah, you're 10 centimeters. So, you know, um, if you want to push, you can. Um, so it was at this point where I probably would do again, do things differently next time. Cause we hadn't really talked about the fact that I didn't want coached pushing. Like I really had that the first time and I didn't really want it this time, but I didn't really talk about it with her. And I think it's just so normal for them to kind of coach you through it. Right. So anyhow, um, I was on my hands and knees and I did at least have the sensation of needing to push this time. So that was helpful. Um, and the contractions were like working with me and, and I felt like I was in a a much better position this time. So I was on my hands and knees and, um, she called another midwife to come. So, um, my backup midwife again, wasn't available, but (laughs) she called, um, another midwife to come and she came and honestly, I loved her. Like she was so, um, she just brought this like force of optimism into the room with her. I don't know how to explain it, but, um, she was just like really amazing. And so, um, they were kind of coaching me to push and I was pushing super hard. Like, Oh my goodness. I felt like my eyeballs were going to pop out of my head, but anyways. Um, and so she kind of, I was pushing, I was pushing and they're like, okay, you're doing really good pushes. Um, we're not exactly sure. Like we can't see, so we don't know exactly what's going on, but you know, you're doing a good job. Um, once kind of like 40 minutes or so, or at one point they said, well, why don't you like sit back and like hold on to your knees and do it? And I was like, I don't know. I don't really want to, but I tried it for like one contraction and I was like, no. And because I think because we had had all of our conversations and, um, you know, talked so much in the, the collective about we are the ones in charge it's our empowerment. It's our birth. Um, we trust our intuition. I was like, Nope, I'm not going to do that this time. And so I went back to pushing on my hands and knees. And I really think that that was what I needed. And, um, eventually, yeah, after about 40 minutes had gone by, they're like, okay, well, why don't you just, um, you know, step out, lay down. I had put like a plastic sheet onto the couch. They're like, just um, lay down and we'll just kind of like see what's going on. And maybe you can try um, pushing there. And I was like, you know, 
all right, I'll, I'll give it a try. So, um, stepped out, laid down on the couch and, um, they were like, okay, it looks like her, it seems like her head is kind of turned in this awkward way. So on the next contraction, we're going to turn her head. Okay. And I'm like, all right. So, uh, next contraction comes, she turned her head. Um, and then within two pushes after that, she, she was out. Mm -hmm. And so I was just so happy because it was only 45 minutes of pushing this time versus two and a half hours. Um, but I had been pushing super hard. So my face was like, it was a mess. It was like purple. (laughs) My eyeballs were like red. It was, it was, it was crazy, but she was out. I had only a very, very small tear and, um, it, I did have that moment of like, wow, like this is so amazing. She's here. And like, it just felt so nice. Um, and so I really did feel that, um, I'm just gonna, I think she, I think she might need to nurse if, if that's okay. Yeah. You can bring her. Um, so now the part that I kind of was saying was like the spiritual part I had, I had kind of tried to prepare a lot more because of things that we had talked about in, in the collective. And I, I really, um, I had this book that I was kind of working through. It was, um, you know, praying over your, your pregnancy and your birth. And, um, it had a lot of verses at the end and I had been reading through them kind of in my early labor and just sort of praying them. But, um, the amazing part was this time I really felt like like as I was in transition I had this feeling of like I can't do this I'm not strong enough like if I were at the hospital I'm sure I would be getting an epidural like I just I don't know if I can ever do this again like these are just some of the the thoughts that I had kind of had running through my mind as I, I knew I was in transition and I knew that like, that's a really normal way to feel, but it was still kind of hard to separate that out. But just as I was kind of feeling like, okay, I'm, I'm not strong enough. I can't do this. I had these verses just running through my head. Um, like, you know, Proverbs 18, one, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. And um, God is our refuge and strength, the helper who is always found in times of trouble. Therefore, I will not be afraid. God will help me when morning dawns. And I just, I just had these verses just playing through my mind and having, I really feel like that was the Holy Spirit just reminding me like, okay, you don't have to be strong though. You don't have to, God is with you. He is your strength. Just hold on to him and just know that he's here. And so that just enabled me more than anything else. I think just to, okay, I'm going to keep going. I can do this. I can, I can get through. Um, God is not going to let me down. And just as I was pushing to, I was like, okay, God, like I seriously, I cannot do this for two and a half hours this time. Like I need you. I need your help please get this baby out, like, please. (laughs) And so I was just so, um, so thankful for the feeling of his presence and his peace as I was just getting through that 
that part of it. And um, also after afterwards, um, I was just so thankful for his protection because uh, when the placenta did come out, um, it turned out that I did have that valamentous insertion and it was really like, I don't want to say bad, but for lack of a better word, like it was like the, the vessels were just kind of running all the way around and, and they were just really like not like the vessels were attached, but you could see like, oh, it's like, oh, okay. And the midwives were like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, look at this. And they were like, is it okay if we take pictures? And like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, for sure. But they just couldn't believe it. And she did say, you know, if I had known that this is what it was like, I probably would have wanted you to be at the hospital. And she's like, it's a really good thing that I didn't break your break your waters because that could have been super risky yeah and so it's good because I had that in my mind because we had kind of talked about it ahead of time like okay don't like don't break the waters like don't don't pull the cord to get the placenta to come out and so I was just so thankful because the way that the amniotic sac had ruptured it had just ruptured in a really like safe way like it just ran right along the vessel but like it just it's like you said you know our bodies are smart and it did what it needed to do to um safely like for me to have this condition but for the baby to still safely come and not to have any complications and so again I was really thankful because they were like yeah we would have had you at the hospital and like you know maybe depending on how things went maybe you you would have needed to have a c-section I'm like okay twice (laughs) twice people are telling this to me and I'm just so thankful that I was able to have um these babies at home and yeah I'm just I'm just so thankful you know like all glory to God (laughs) because yeah he was he was there wow and how are you feeling this time postpartum, especially as you do reflect on your experience, how are you feeling? Um, honestly, I definitely felt like I was more empowered this time. It definitely felt like, okay, even though that was really hard, um, I was hoping it would be easier than the first time. It it was in some ways, but in other ways, it was it was more intense. Um, but honestly, I I felt like I was in the driver's seat so much more. Um, I felt like I chose the things that I wanted to do or not do. Um, like when she was telling me to step out of the pool, I really considered it. Like I was not just like, oh, this is something that I have to do because the midwife is telling me. I'm doing this because I want to give this a try. Or when she, you know, she said, okay, well, why don't you try this position? And I tried it and I'm like, nope, I don't want it. Um, And I went back to what I kind of felt that I wanted to do. Um, It just, it made such a huge difference. And even kind of, even the whole situation with the the cord, like I felt like, okay, I gathered my info and I still made the informed decision that I want, I wanted to stay home. I wanted to be at home. 
and there were, you know, some voices saying like, Oh, maybe you should go to the hospital. And I just was like, Nope, I don't want to, I want to be at home. And yeah, I just felt like I chose everything this time. And that just made it a whole different ball game. And even just the, the preparation that I had done ahead of time, just knowing what was going on and also um, feeling like, you know, I had, I had prayed for this. Um, God had brought the verses that I had been reading to my mind just in the moments I needed them. It just, it, it was everything. It just made it so beautiful for me, even though it still wasn't like, it wasn't like, Oh, I breathed my baby out. No, I would love to talk to whoever came up with that phrase and be like, (laughs) how did you do that? (laughs) Cause I did not breathe my baby out. I I didn't, but she came out and she, and my body did that. That was powerful. And she was beautiful and perfect. And yeah, it was just, yeah. I'm so happy. I'm, I'm so happy. And I think it's so lovely just to think about, you know, a, a few things are coming to mind. Number one, in terms of like the, did I breathe my baby out? Didn't I breathe my baby out? One of the things that's like, that that's coming to my mind is, and that's so unimportant, you know, like it, whether or not you breathe your baby out, does that provide you with a sense of empowerment or can you be empowered breathing your baby out or, you know, vocal toning, <laughs> screaming, yeah. potentially your baby, roaring your baby out? Can you be empowered right. either way? And could you be disempowered either way? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You could. It's not about what it looks like what it sounds like. It's so much more about what my second point was, who's making the decisions. It's not about the decisions. It's not about the decision that you made. It's about the fact that you made it. And that's where all of that power and strength comes from. And and ultimately, I think that that's where our, our final feelings of the birthing experience really come mm-hmm. from did i do this was i the one that was making the decisions no matter how the outcome unfolded if we can look back and feel confident that we were in charge it makes a world of difference i think yeah oh absolutely it just it really did it was there were some things about the experience that were were the same but honestly, it felt different. It felt totally different. And, um, I did get to, after the fact experience that, you know, that feeling, that euphoric feeling like, wow, like my baby's here, my baby, like they, you know, they put her right on my chest and I didn't have to be away from her for like one second of that first couple of hours. And it was just, yeah, it just felt so different. It felt really special. And um, 
I was just, yeah, I was just so thrilled. And, and I remembered again, like there was just so many times where I was remembering things that you said or things that we talked about. And I remembered you said like, listen, you are going to see these perfect looking home births on Instagram. And I totally did. Like I watched a bunch of birth vlogs and, and saw these like really like peaceful, quiet home births. And there was a second where I was kind of tempted to be like, okay, but look at my face. Like this is horrible. But then I was like, no, you know what? This, this, was not a bad home birth or a wrong home birth. Like just because my face looks like this or just because, you know, I didn't like super quietly, you know, have my baby in the pool and then pull her out. And it's like, wow, like that baby just appeared out of nowhere. You know, it's like, just because it wasn't like that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with it. It was so beautiful and so special and perfect and just everything that I hoped it would be. And I feel like it related to something you said earlier, it also showed you that yes, you contain a certain amount of strength. You know, we contain a certain amount of strength. And at some point, we're not enough. And you know, this ability for you to to say like you know what I can't do this but lord I know that you can and I am going to just lean on you for this um mm-hmm. how applicable is that to motherhood as a whole <laughs> like yeah no kidding yes no um that is a lesson that I will honestly always treasure like whenever I think back on the birth, even now, and I know years down the road, because as you said, like we always remember our births. Um, I know that that's going to be the key thing that I'm going to remember and look back on. And um, yeah, it's, it was just so amazing. Mm, Wow. Courtney, it has been such an honor to get to experience this journey with you. Um, and and just i guess that's that's what i love so much about the home birth collective and this style of curriculum and coaching is the intimacy of community and just getting to truly know you um and yeah. and to be able to walk this with you and because of that being able to then hear your story reflect on it with you is such a joy to be able to see sweet naomi in your yeah. lap it's just it's so thrilling. Um, I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much for number one, pouring so much into the Home Birth Collective um, and making such a difference in that way. And then number two, thank you so much for being willing to share and thank you for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. Oh, Caitlin, it is just such a pleasure for me. Um, honestly, to be able to chat with you and just to talk about it. It's so special for me. So thank you for everything that you poured into the collective. I just know that it's your heart and soul. And so I really, really appreciate everything that you did for us. Thank you, Courtney. How inspiring was that? As we head into this week's episode roundup, a few specific ideas come to my mind. 
And number one, let's just start where we began. What does it mean to have a good home birth? What does it look like? How does it feel? Do you have to breathe your baby out and be super quiet for it to be good? Absolutely not. Remember, the way that a birth unfolds, whether it's loud, quiet, breathy, or screamy, it can all be empowering or disempowering. So what makes the difference? That leads me to number two. The decision maker is what makes the difference or who makes the difference. Who was in control? Who held the authority? Truly, the decisions that are made and the exact outcomes matter far less if we recognize that we are in the driver's seat and our decisions are respected. And finally, you are so strong. Your body is so strong and so capable and designed so wonderfully for this task. And at the same time, I see so much beauty in the reliance on something more on the crying out to the Lord and acknowledging that we cannot do this without him. He takes us the rest of the way. Okay, my friends, that's all I've got for you for today. Happy New Year, and I'll see you back here next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Are you looking to extend the home birth support, encouragement, and education? Join us in our Facebook group, Happy Home Birth Podcast Community, and check us out on Instagram at Happy Home Birth Podcast.